0: fallen tree. Don't you think you deserve this, to live up here on the surface? I think you do, and I think all your friends do too. How long have you lived in the darkness? I just want to show you the light, because you're a human just like me, Susan, and I want you in my life. Susan Strong, you turn my heart on. Welcome to Hello sex and time. welcome to sex time.
1: Hello and welcome to sex time.
0: We'll get it right at some point.
1: I don't think we ever will and that's part of our charm. Mm. Oh. I don't
0: think we ever will. Agree.
1: And it's part of our charm.
0: I don't think we ever will.
1: <sighs> so we're in a mood already. <laughs> it's um,
0: um, It's real fucking smoky out and it
1: has been... For a long time. <laughs> it's going to be over soon. I looked at the weather the next uh, seven, eight days. Nothing goes over 80.
0: I know. Tomorrow it should be cooler. It should be literally 20 degrees cooler than it was when I walked home from the Mac this evening. 20 degrees.
1: Yeah. In nice. a day. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. And the, some of the smoke should start blowing away. I'm uh I'm real sick of Washington. I know that you live there technically, but uh their smoke is blowing down into our valley.
1: Do you know where this no no no, it's not our smoke. These are from wildfires in BC. And Washington. What? I don't think so.
0: One of your people set our whole gorge on fire last year. Oh
1: was he from Washington? Yeah. It was in Oregon, though. Yeah, but he was from Washington. Okay, so that yes, okay, okay, fine. But this year, I didn't hear about anything in Washington. I only heard about B.C.
0: Well, that's what the Washington media is going to report.
1: Yeah, the super biased Washington media.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And your volcano spewed ash all over our city. I don't know how any of us could even take responsibility for that. I demand
1: reparations. What do you want?
0: I don't know.
1: What do you got? I'll get you some PPE. Okay. Do you even know what PPE is?
0: Yeah. Okay. I have to wear it several times weekly.
1: (laughs) Anyway, um, we got in trouble with some of our one listener for how long last week's podcast was. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And with me, it's too long. That's why we have a hard stop at nine tonight. No
1: what? eight, eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I almost got you to commit to two hours. <laughs> okay, so let's keep it real brief. Give me a sixty-second synopsis for how you're doing. Uh, Bonnie has MRSA. Is that is that it?
0: Um, we build our schedules around her, and I wake up in the night. Most nights to give her a snack to keep her blood sugar up. So this is just my life. Um, we've got two shots to try with different antibiotics that might work to kill it. Two.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that is all I think about.
1: All right. That was concise. I think that was under a minute. Yep. How are you, Kelly? Oh, well, just peachy (laughs) everything's great and I um, don't feel constant despair in my current work situation and totally isolated from all of my work friends
0: you know you have two work friends who were in that exact situation I
1: know and I hear third hands that people are worried about me but none of the people who are worried about me are reaching out to me
0: I reached out to you to make jokes and you shut me down I think you
1: know that right now I'm not quite in a joking mood.
0: If you need help, then you need to ask and specify what help you need.
1: Well, I have to my therapy appointments.
0: So that's the help you need. If you want to connect with your coworkers, you're technologically connected to all of us. And all of us would respond to, I need to talk. I need to get lunch. Uh, I need to vent. Don't try to
1: fix anything. Okay, fair. I will explore those avenues. I'm um, sure your therapist would agree with me. Probably. She's very reasonable. She also thinks that I'm pretty great. <laughs> she never said that, but I can tell. <laughs> okay. Um, before we launch into what we're doing tonight, I um, I wanted to introduce a new, um, like, I don't know, segment or fun little game for you. Cause you had a, um, I I had you previously see if you could tell who um, Steve Brady winds up with in Sex and the City based only on a picture of him. Um, And at the time you guessed it would be Samantha. Mm -hmm. So I have a new romantic partner that I'm going to give you the name of and like the very vaguest description. And I want you to tell me who he winds up with. Okay. Okay, his name is Trey McDougal. He is a very first of all. That's a dog's name, so trick question. T r e y McDougal. Um, he's not literally a dog. Um, he is played by uh, Kyle McLaughlin, who um, you may know from Twin Peaks no. or other stuff. No, he he's um kind of um upper crust. Uh, New York family from uh, of Scottish descent. Um, so wealthy, prominent. Um, he also has severe mother issues. And that his mother is an issue. Um, and Charlotte. Has, I'm just Charlotte. And he's also um, impotent. Charlotte. Okay, so we'll see. I am interested to see how you fare with all of these. And there are going to be a several...
0: Uh, I will start trying to think of stuff for you.
1: Okay. Do as you will.
0: She'll be the whole of the law.
1: (laughs) Uh, Are we ready to launch into it then? Fine. I hate all these people. So we're looking at Sex and the City, uh, Season 2, Episode 9. Old Dog, New Dicks. And if you watched it on E! Entertainment Television anytime between uh, 2001 and 2005, it would have been um, Old Dog, New Tricks because Dicks was a little too much for E! Entertainment Television. Um, So this is an episode where you can't change a man. And I think the most interesting storyline in this entire episode is one they didn't even circle back to. Yeah, the drag queen one, right? Yes, the drag queen who had previously had a relationship with Samantha and then models his drag persona on her. Um, she she feels uh, some sort of insecurity as a result, like, a, tell me I'm prettier than him. And um, he had such an impression from her that I mean, he's Samantha in drag now. Um, that I think was interesting. <laughs> so...
0: Yeah, it reminded me of the much more fun uh plot on Thirty Rock where Jenna yes falls in love with somebody who she met at a Jenna Lookalike contest in which she took third place.
1: His name is Paul, last name. Right? I think it is. Anyway, um and and she um is so into herself that she can't help but be attracted to someone who's in drag as her because she's a narcissist
0: yeah would Uh, you would you be into somebody who is dressing up as you and performing and like
1: from admiration I don't see how I could become performative because my existence is just to do nothing for the most part so that would be really creative of them I think I'd be more concerned. I don't. I don't think there's much of my personality that could be like exaggerated for like camp.
0: Value. Maybe their their one man show would be just like silently, tediously doing a manicure on stage.
1: Oh shit! While some I'm... music plays in the background, I was gonna do my nails tonight while we recorded. <laughs> it's too late now. It's fine. My what? manicure hasn't shipped yet. I just don't like it. Um. What about you? Would you I I feel I feel like you'd be into that. Yeah, I mean, I like to
0: uh explore non-binary presentation. So, I would be fine with with a little masculine me. Hello. You're
1: you're almost in drag of yourself right now. <laughs> you're you're becoming ever more androgynous by the day and that's not a criticism it's kind of like it's interesting to see that happen it's really working for me yeah your haircut is very sharp right now
0: yeah and I think I'm going to keep it I'm really glad
1: that I that I went out on a limb to get it so let's explore the less amazing topics in this episode um in, I think order of approach. Well, God, everybody sucks in this episode. So I have to, yeah, say, everybody sucks so bad. I remember this episode a lot differently. Cause I, when I realized that this was the episode where Charlotte dates, the guy who gets a circumcision in my memory, um, something happened between them. And then he regrets getting the circumcision. That's not the case at all. He gets a circumcision because he's had such poor reactions to being, um, you know, an uncut man. And um, he sleeps with her and it's great. But then he decides that he needs to kind of like take it out for a spin and kind of, you know, sow his wild oats or whatever. And she's left feeling kind of upset by that. Mm -hmm. I remember that completely differently. Um, How did you feel about how everybody is like so skeeved out by an uncircumcised man?
0: Uh, Samantha wasn't.
1: Well, but they also chalk that up to the fact that she's just had sex with so many people that she's bound to have seen it all, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, they uh, they can be a little off-putting if that's not what you're expecting.
1: <clears throat> I don't know. I don't think that I care. It's just if you're, like, if you
0: reach for a mug and you think that it's coffee, but it's actually orange juice, and there's a moment of, like, ugh, it's not bad, but it was not what I was expecting.
1: Do you really think that people are always expecting a circumcised penis? Yeah. I don't know about that. There's a lot of... I think there's a pretty fair amount of people who... They said the statistic was only like, what, like 15% or something? But I don't, I don't know if that's the case anymore. I think fewer and fewer people are choosing that.
0: Well, and it has to do with, you know geographical region um i think religion plays well i mean it it does if you're jewish uh, but i think also catholics don't
1: i think that um in the last 20 or so years people have um uh, there's been a a rise in the, the criticism of doing it to children the, the fact that it's a body augmentation on an unwilling participant and that a lot of men um, who are adults regret that they are, don't regret, they feel like they were um, assaulted, essentially, that it, it compromised their sex lives, that they had it done to them. So I think it's on a, I think it's on a decline. Well, I mean,
0: I guess we could look that up. It's hard to know. But, sure, now, if you're not
1: expecting it, it's, I mean, it's fine. Were you, to become a parent, would you, if you had a son, would you circumcise your son? I would not. Mm-hmm. Just because I have all these little
0: animal babies, and I hate putting them through anything. So if I had a, a little baby uh, thing
1: whatever. Person. A baby I'd, person.
0: Uh-huh. I I just don't think I could hurt it.
1: Right. Yeah. I don't think I could either. And I don't think I would even do lower scale things. Like if I had a baby, I wouldn't pierce their ears. I know a lot of people get that out of the way young when they won't remember it. But still. I had my same. ears
0: pierced when I was two. And I have a, a scar tissue thing that's kind of genetic. Uh, my cousin Sarah has it as well. Like a keloid thing. And uh-huh. I still have little lumps from from where the piercing just never really healed
1: yeah I have got that on one of my ear piercings no I got mine when I was three so I remember it happening um, but it was still pretty young I think that we should probably leave bodies alone until the people who inhabit them have a choice yeah uh, body stuff should be opt
0: in yeah because parents are making decisions that are just not opt out right yeah. Like you can't there's no control
1: Z they can't put it back let's talk about um, Miranda's storyline so she and Steve have very different schedules which means she's always dead tired when he comes over and then when she gets up for work he's like hey wanna fuck and she's like but I'm gonna be late for work and he's like I don't care um, and so they have a lot of morning sex and she ends up being like late for work and he wants to cuddle with her And they are in two different modes. They're in two different speeds. They have two different styles. They're in two different total schedules. Yeah, this was frustrating to
0: watch because usually Miranda has kind of a better head on her shoulders and is a little more unwilling to compromise on. Like, you shouldn't have to compromise on, oh, this is when I get up. This is when I go to work.
1: That's not negotiable. I can understand, like, you know maybe negotiating how a Saturday is arranged like maybe push your chores to Sunday or wait till the afternoon maybe we can like lay in bed longer or whatever but like going to work is kind of like a crucial function of like surviving well even on a
0: Saturday when she like did her errand day and didn't get any of her errands done I found that viscerally appalling (laughs) because the the days of my life that I regret are the days that I just laid around and didn't do anything
1: Really? You regret? Yes. Sometimes I do, but sometimes I feel really glad that I took that time to like recover, take, take a pause. Well,
0: there's actively resting and recovering and then there's just not doing anything.
1: Sure. Yeah. I,
0: I don't regret like recovery days, but I do regret just didn't, didn't do anything. I don't know why days. There's so much to do with your your
1: one precious life. So knowing that they are on such different tracks, what do you think the prognosis of their relationship is? I don't know anything
0: about how this show is going to treat people. Like some but some you... shows are you maybe you'll have a character that's just terrible and the person that the character is involved with doesn't seem to like the Mindy project full mm-hmm. of terrible terrible people the, mm-hmm. the people didn't seem to realize all the time that the other people were so terrible but the show didn't hide it from you I feel like the show obfuscates who is and isn't terrible so I don't know I mean I imagine that they break up because this is a thousand season long show with two movies and there's just no way that somebody from season two is going to be around with the same character in the second movie.
1: And there's a lot of media from this show. Uh, okay. Well, I'll, it'd be interesting to see how that plays out as well. I do like to get your thoughts on this as somebody who's seeing it organically. And, um, yeah. It's interesting. No now it? let's go, let's go on to the storyline that I think prompted you to text me this weekend that you were really so sick of Carrie's shit. Was that what you said? Yeah, I'm
0: so sick of Carrie's shit.
1: So, Do you want to explain why you're sick of her shit? What happened? No, because it's the same
0: thing that we've talked about and we talk about it every week and if we ever manage to get ahead of our recording schedule again, we'll talk about it two times a week. (laughs) Um, She's with somebody who like, very much is who he is and she wants him to... Things. and like there's room for compromise about uh, like where you go to dinner or who does what chores or who pays for which utilities but she just doesn't like some fundamental stuff about how emotionally distant he is
1: right? And she holds off on being honest and transfers that frustration into other things like his cigar rather than his Oggling of women while they're out together as uh, she's not willing to just be straight with him mm-hmm. um how did you feel about when he rolled over and knocked her out of bed and then she socked him
0: i mean they're both just awful they both deserved what happened to them in that scene
1: you think so you've never um well you're you're itty bitty, but you've never accidentally like rolled over and knocked someone out of bed
0: No, oh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> what the other day I was just sometimes because of my thyroid thing when I wake up, I'm like really fish out of water trembly, and I'll tremor a lot when I'm stretching, and I was stretching out and I knew that Fulmo was at the edge of the bed and I just lost control and I kicked him. Oh. And that was terrible.
1: Fulmo is a rabbit Um, for anybody who doesn't know that yet. Um, Just so it makes sense kind of like why kicking him is kind of a bigger deal than just kicking a human. Yeah. It's kind of his whole body is your size. your? Yeah, body.
0: I kicked his whole body not hard.
1: He didn't go flying, but I mean, he was disturbed off the bed. People accidentally bonk their animals. Um but I read somewhere that if you comfort them afterwards and they they understand it was an oops, they they understand that. Yeah. They he has no reason to believe you're going to do that on purpose or do it again.
0: No, and, and you know, we we've, we've since made
1: up. Oh. Um <laughs> So at the end of it all, big, like, okay, yeah, I guess I don't do these things or do these things that you don't like, but you do things I don't like, and I'm going to compromise and I'm going to stay over here. And then she's eating oranges in bed at her house and he hates that. And then her sheets smell like cigars and she hates that. So they kind of just are like, um, we're not ever going to be happy with this arrangement a hundred percent, I guess. hmm Yeah. I still, I don't know why it didn't strike me at the time I was watching it. Maybe because I was, like, really early, like, late teens, early 20s. But seeing how much difference there is in their age, I think that there's a weird power dynamic, too. Like, she, I feel, would probably have less. Reservations about talking to somebody who wasn't so much older than her.
0: Well, and like his job and financial status. Like, would she be this deferential if he worked? If he was Steve? If he was just a bartender?
1: Right. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of different things that lead to power disparity in their relationship. She still seems like such a little girl compared to him. Mm-hmm. And realizing she's like our age. But I don't think I, at this age, would be comfortable dating somebody in their early 40s. These are
0: our pre-recession times that we're watching. Who knows what's what. <laughs>
1: Does that have anything to do with anything?
0: Maybe. I mean, they're at
1: such different points in their lives. And they're about our age. I wonder what post-financial crisis big is like. Older. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just fine those people weren't hurt <laughs> no they weren't they should all be in jail but they never will they'll never go to jail um anything that you liked about this episode no even the drag stuff Yeah, that was kind of
0: fun I do wish they'd explored that more I wish
1: they had too I think that um drag is kind of fascinating as a cultural phenomenon um and can- Let's just watch Drag Race instead of this. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, that was that episode, one down. So many more to go. You are a trooper for putting up with it. So many more,
0: and you're definitely, like, really starting to feel the the benefit. I think with the Adventure Time episodes that we're getting into.
1: So let's launch into that. So Adventure Time season two, um, episode seventeen, Death in Bloom. Um this is an episode where uh Princess Bubblegum has to go to like an invention conference with the plant people. Yeah,
0: the vegetable kingdom. And um It's she where needs... you well, uh, it's where Stanley
1: the watermelon lives. Yeah, and he keeps getting in trouble apparently. Um although this episode does not focus on him, but anyway. Uh so she needs somebody to take care of her it's her princess flower? Her princess, princess plant. plant. And um, Finn and Jake uh, take care of the plant the best way they know how, which is to rough house with it and, like, uh, take it out of its pot, make its little root dance, and, like, shove pizza and cookies into its dirt and set it up next to the fire. And they're doing the, the job that they think is a good job. They are caring in their own way. But they ultimately uh, kill the plant and um, because they were trusted with this important task. They need to go to, is it the land of the dead? Mm -hmm. Uh, To get the soul of the plant back from death. And then everything will be fine, but they don't know how to get there. But peppermint Butler, who I'm increasingly fond of, I have to say, um, peppermint Butler is like down with death and helps them get to the um, land of the dead. And then they are there to retrieve the soul of the plant. Um, What else is there to say about that journey?
0: Uh, Well, what do you you think of it? I mean, they have this Uh, whole... Most of the episode takes place in the land of the dead.
1: So they sneak in, and then they um, are outed as people who possess flesh. And then these skeletons are super into it. And turns out they want to eat the flesh. um, They have to go through all these tasks, and um, they get progressively found out and hide and found out and hide. And then um, Peppermint Butler said don't drink the water, but Jake does anyway. He didn't quite hear the end of the instructions. And it's the River of Forgetfulness. Mm -hmm. Is that? Yeah, it's something like that. Close enough. I I watched the episode twice because there's so many names of things in these episodes. There's so many different unique characteristics and characters and places and things. Princess, Um,
0: Plant, The Morrow, Land of the Dead.
1: Oh, yes. And and, um, Finn is like, well, she'll be back tomorrow. No, on the morrow is the bird that she has. She'll be back in like 20 minutes when she's done. (laughs)
0: That thing is super fast.
1: Um, (laughs) uh, And then, so Jake has gone into that river because he's thirsty and he ends up forgetting who he is and who finn is and finn has to drag him and jake's yelling like stranger danger (laughs) (laughs) which is like exactly the right response if you don't know who it is that's dragging you across the land of the dead right um and they get through all these obstacles and they finally get into the, the the castle the palace that death has um and they have to do like a battle of the bands type.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like a devil went down to
1: georgia kind of thing. Sure, sure. Um but they they don't do well. Um and uh Finn is uh about to be Yeah, interested.
0: he got the sleigh
1: bells. He picks sleigh bells from
0: the wall of instruments because Jake's Jake can play the viola, but Jake doesn't know who he is or where he is or anything. Mm-hmm. And death has like a drum kit, but it's only two bass drums, and he's just doing metal screaming. This was a very metal episode. Very.
1: It was, like, super golf.
0: The reason that I say metal screaming is because I had closed captions
1: on. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: metal screaming.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah, I watched it with, the first time I watched it through was with, with um, closed captions or subtitles for I don't know why I picked that, but I did. Um, <laughs> uh, so right before uh, Finn is to have his life ended, he does say he's like duty bound to like say hi from Peppermint Butler. And then death is like, oh shit, Peppermint Butler. You guys know Peppermint Butler?
0: <laughs> Gives Jake yeah. his memory back and his hands in the plant.
1: Yeah. So they go back home. Everything's fine. Princess is none the wiser about what had happened. Um, and she eats one of the flowers and like Finn and Jake are like aghast <laughs> because who knew that that's what her purpose was? And the uh, magical properties the plant has is to like curl her hair.
0: Yeah, like changes her whole haircut. She's got a little bob
1: now. Um, and then peppermint butler comes up to them and says, You know, I'm 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 gonna collect, you owe me, like I said. And he says, I want to eat your flesh. And they're like, oh, ha peppermint butler. And he's like, I'm going to eat it off you while you're sleeping or yeah. something like that. <laughs> and so his little I'm eyes like, just like shrink black down to- pupils. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, re- I quite like peppermint butler. Yeah, he, I, lives- he only gets better. Yeah. He, he's, he has a, a rich personal life. <laughs> he's in a lot of the most recent episodes. So like one or two we talked about last week. And then both of the ones we looked at today. So um, I'm a fan. Um, Yeah, so as far as this episode, it was kind of, like, pretty dark. Because if you, like, pay attention to some of the details in the Land of the Dead, there's a bunch of, like, half-buried police cars (laughs) all through the landscape. So um, I know you can't tell me anymore, but I'm interested to see if that gets explained in the future. Um the uh, the the fact that the skeletons want to eat flesh but they have like no digestive system. <laughs> uh I don't know how they'll taste it, but okay. They're really into eating flesh. I liked how um Finn and Jake snuck past the like um intake like goth bird or whatever. Yeah, it was. they
0: just tiptoed and it's like, Hey man. Hey Hey, I told
1: you you can't go in. Hey. Hey, stop hey man, that. <laughs> So, like, you can just walk right past him, essentially. <laughs> and then they get in, and he, he pokes his eye in to see where they're and He's like, oh, man. <laughs> um, there were some pretty good one-liners in the whole thing. So, this was an amusing episode.
0: Yeah. It, it had a good mix of, like, oh, my gosh, it's so cute. Oh, my gosh. I'm very uncomfortable with this, this Hades.
1: This yeah. Hades
0: with elements from our present. And then, like, oh, ah, Jake! Jake made a fart joke. (laughs) Yeah, like Jake toots, and it echoes, and it brings all of the hungry skeletons over. Finn looks at him, and he says, "I thought it would be
1: funny." (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, it's quite a destructive fart. Um, Yes, I don't know what else there is to say about this episode. Um, It is. So, how does this differ from the Nidosphere? Are there different realms? Yeah, the Nidosphere
0: is, is different. It's not the land of the dead. The Nidosphere is where, like, demons live.
1: Okay, so there's, like, the land of the dead. And then there's also, like, a, a an allegory or corollary to hell. right? Hmm. See, in most mythologies, that would be the same place. Is it? I, I don't, don't know. No. <laughs> Is there a no? You can't answer any questions I ask. I wonder if there's something like a heaven. I'm just wondering it out loud. It's where all those little baby pigs went to. I
0: I actually don't know. I don't know.
1: Stumped stumped you? Well, it's not me being stumped. I just I don't know.
0: (laughs) Hmm.
1: Well, maybe we'll see those pigs again, and we'll find out.
0: Maybe we will.
1: So overall, Death and Bloom expands
0: the world. Meanwhile, the Sex and the City women are trapped on one island that they cannot leave. It is their own version of the land of the dead. Mhm. And it's far less metal, far less metal, and less cute plants. Yep, mm-hmm. that plant is so cute. It's pretty. It's like an anime actually, calla lily.
1: I actually have um, a peace lily right now, and it's got three blooms that I've opened at the same time, which it's never done before. So it actually kind of looks like that plant right now.
0: Ooh.
1: Maybe I should eat one of the flowers. Maybe.
0: I do, Lilies I do are want my, poisonous.
1: I do want my hair to change.
0: I, I, you should go to my haircut person. I think. You're at a point in your life where you deserve one good haircut. One. I don't know. one. I don't
1: I don't think I deserve anything.
0: Well, no, maybe you don't, but you should just <laughs> buy it and be happy for a second about it.
1: You're very quick to agree.
0: I don't I I mean I've said it like every week and maybe every day. I don't know how you want me to respond to your self deprecation. I don't know. I don't think anyone wins with it. Hmm.
1: I'm just deflecting with humor. Or an attempt at humor. I don't know. I don't think anyone
0: really wins with that much self-deprecation.
1: Let's talk about season two, episode 18. Susan Strong. Susan Strong. So we're finally starting to explore.
0: For some of the questions that you had initially about uh, Finn's species status as the last human in Ooh.
1: This this episode, I think, brings up some sort of deep seated trauma or at least um, like unsettling thoughts that Finn has experienced. Um, so when Bubblegum asks, like, do you have any stories about your kind, your human kind? And he says, oh, I don't like to think about that because then I get all, what did he say? Like, um,
0: soul searchy,
1: soul searchy. And then his eyes get glassy and it's obvious that he's like, it's kind of an existential crisis for him because he hasn't met any other humans. And Bubblegum's
0: kind of, oh, oh
1: dear, I've
0: made it strange. Um, uh, I don't so, know if we've talked about this, but both
1: Bubblegum and Marceline, their outfits and their hair change
0: very frequently. And I think that's is, fun.
1: Up until like the last episode, I didn't notice many hair changes for Princess Bubblegum, but now I do. She's got it pulled up, which is um, different. And she's also wearing like a petticoat and got a like little backpack or something. So... Yes. I think there's a, there's a trope with cartoon characters is that they wear the same outfit in perpetuity. Um, and, and, and Finn does, as far as we see. For the most part, he's wearing his same outfit. But um, they, they do seem to change their outfits a bit. Those characters. And Finn,
0: at least, you know, he, he doesn't just live with that hat forever. Like You know he has hair. It's not, oh, it's oh, not yes, one of those
1: I, stupid jokes. It's not his hair. It's not glued to his head. Yeah. Um, So the the premise of this episode is that Princess Bubblegum needs Finn and Jake to clear some tree stumps. And they're in the process of doing so. And they discover a hatch that takes them down to a subterranean garbage heap. Something that (laughs) Princess
0: Bubblegum says slash does in this episode made me gasp aloud. Because it's playing into the last season. What is that? I can't tell you until the last season.
1: Oh, the last season of the The last season of this show. You don't mean the last season as in season one? No. No, nine future seasons away. Can you at least tell me what it is in this episode that you're pointing to so that when I see it in the future? Yeah, you'll forget about it. I did. Uh, She said that her uncle Gumbald cut down all those trees in one night. Oh, and, and and Finn said, "Oh, because they were evil trees," and she kind of brushes it off. No, just so.
0: her uncle Gumball cut down all those trees in one night.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what you have
0: to remember for the next three years.
1: Okay, I have a great memory. So. <laughs> We've never argued about me remembering facts. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this hatch, do you want to describe what they discover?
0: Yeah, it's this subterranean world full of other humanoids that look like Finn and are also wearing animal hats like Finn. And they're all super spooked, except for this very strong lady who is wearing a, a kitten, a kitty cat hat. Like Finn's got a bear hat. She's got a kitty cat hat on. Mm-hmm. And she's brave enough to, to sort of approach them and then even to go up to the surface with them. But she's reacting really frightfully to the sun and the grass and the grass blood and rocks. And Jake describes rocks as a low-level enemy. Oh, yes. <laughs> and he, he's just, like, showing her the surface world and introducing her to bubblegum uh, and he sings a nice song. This is one of the where we start to get some nice
1: songs. That's a bit that's uh, leading into this episode. I recorded it off the TV. Oh, good.
0: I think this kind of has the feel of a Rebecca Sugar song. Rebecca Sugar Rebecca. wrote all the best songs for this series. Uh, she now works primarily on Steven Universe. Where she continues to write many songs, and she's like such an inspiration.
1: Um, I'm so, so in
0: inspired the, by her.
1: I see that. Uh, in in the course of Finn's education of Susan Strong into the upper world, um, she super gets into candy.
0: Yeah, I mean, she's been eating sludge or something down in some kind of sewer. Mm-hmm. And then she's exposed to this. It's basically the Big Rock Candy Mountain.
1: Uh-huh. So uh, she um, tries to eat uh, peppermint butler. And Finn says, you can't eat the ones that talk. They have aspirations. Yeah. <laughs> they got aspirations.
0: <laughs> um, could could so they got te- aspirations
1: be like our, our end sound? Maybe I can try to get that on here. Um <laughs> I'll I'll see what I can do. Um so he tears up a chunk of the road to give to her and then she says, Okay, I'm gonna go get all my friends and we're gonna come back and we won't eat the striped red man, but we're gonna eat everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> so um Finn warns basically everyone and they, they get everybody ready to go to battle essentially. But everybody's too adorable <laughs> yeah. to be frightened. All the weapons are made of like little
0: chocolate duckies and <laughs> and striped candies and uh bubble gums idea of making her people particularly fearsome is like little witch hats and and devil horns and cheese oh of God. Beelzebub. above they're so cute cuz just she, like tremble in fear
1: blue 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so ineffective um so they eventually the, the, they fight off the invading hominids with um, the marshmallow boys on Flambe and um, yeah, they set themselves on fire and run into this crowd of people and in the process um, it becomes clear that these people that appeared to be humans when their hats come off they actually have like fish heads They've got gills and they're not 100% human or who knows what they are. Um, So Finn feels like a very palpable amount of loss because he thought he had met people who were like him. And then we're left with this question because um, Susan Strong's hat stays on and it's not resolved whether or not she's one of them or if she's actually a human. So it ends on this really kind of like pregnant pause of... Finn having this like question um, and like an identity crisis essentially um, wondering if uh, if Susan's is she like me or is she one of the wild animals and Jake's like oh we're all wild animals yeah, um, yeah. but that's not the question that Finn's asking
0: and then he's, he's just staring off into space and he takes a bite of one of the marshmallow
1: kid's skins that burnt out the, tar- the, the the marshmallow <laughs> kids are going to be sticky for a little while (laughs) (laughs) Um, so this ends kind of on this um, lack of resolution which I feel like is new for these episodes yeah
0: and the Susan Strong character gets explored really really incrementally and it's just not what you'd expect. Well, I don't
1: ex- i don't know what to expect.
0: Well, it's not that. Whatever it is, okay. I expect that she opens up a nail salon. So are you doing your nails right now? Is that all you can think no, of? No,
1: I want. You're to such a them. slut for manicures. You know what? That's the first time anyone's called me a slut for anything. <laughs> I'll take it. Um. Yeah, this was uh, a shift in the tone of the episodes, it feels. Because there have been ones that kind of speak to like Finn's unspoken past and his lack of like real clear origin and that he's alone in the world. He's the only human and people want to eat him as a result. This is the first time where there wasn't just a nice little bow tied on the end of the episode. Like he really looks despondent at the end of it, not knowing for sure what the what the deal is yeah i mean it must be so lonely yeah yeah so i i appreciated the episode for doing that um because i think that there's a reluctance to like let those questions hang unanswered so that was pretty cool
0: you'll get more of those in the show but less of them in the next two episodes and the next two episodes are actually why I texted you and said, Hey, maybe we can record twice this week. Cause I just wanted to watch them.
1: Okay. Well, we'll, we'll talk about when we want to do our next recording when we're offline. Um, before we say goodbye, uh, let's really quickly, uh, do you have anything else to say on this episode?
0: No, it's just like knowing more about Susan strong. This also makes me a little soul searchy. Hmm.
1: like so much of this show is so bittersweet yeah I am sure that after I get as far along as you're into this show I may have different reactions if I were to rewatch it knowing more in the future I might not even be able to record
0: in early September after, after the final episode of this show airs
1: of this season
0: I think, of the series.
1: Oh, that's what you mean. Yeah, you might, I get what you're saying now. So (laughs) Um, we'll we'll cross that bridge. Maybe we'll record a few in advance so you're prepared. Yeah, that would be good. We have some special episodes coming up. That's a perfect segue. Um, One, we're going to start watching the Great British Bake Off and recording special editions um, as we're watching it together. Um, so, those will be kind of maybe like a midweek special series while um, GBBO is on. Uh, two, in about three or four weeks, we're going to be going up to Beat the in Incarnation Washington. And neither of us have done, like, any preparation for it. It's a fun run, technically. It's a fun walk. It's a fun stroll. Um, so, we'll probably be recording, if not the whole time that we're doing the blurch, maybe, like, just recording while we're together doing like segments during the trip so we'll have a special blurch episode so there's other stuff to look forward to and we should have a musical
0: episode neither of us can sing i can sing oh then let's have a musical episode i was in
1: choir for like five years i don't i don't sing very confidently solo but i i can I would like to have a special
0: on our blurch trip where we sing the songs of Adventure Time as we know them. Oh
1: God, I'm going to have to actually like study up on them. <sighs> we'll talk about it. Um, okay, I sh- I, uh, <laughs> I put up
0: with so much Sex in the City. I want to do a musical Adventure Time episode.
1: Okay. We'll do it. I just have to figure out how I'm going to, like, learn all the songs. You have to tell me which ones to learn, so I'm ready for this. Okay. okay. Let's do our pop culture recommendations. What's in the world that you've been enjoying lately? Uh, Motor Crush. What's
0: that? Motor Crush is a comic book. I had the trade around here a moment ago, but I don't know. It's really cool. It is about, you know, your kind of standard cyberpunk future technology meets old and past stuff. Um, this motorcycle racer, Domino, uh, uses... The, okay, so there's stuff called Crush that you can put it in your tank for your, of your bike. And it's super illegal, but you can win it on these dark circuits. So she's doing these underground circuits and the uh, official circuits. Uh, and she's using the underground circuits to win crush, uh, which can be put in your bike or taken as a drug. But if you take too much of it, you explode. Oh.
1: That sounds very exciting. Yeah.
0: So the first trait is her, uh, we know, world building. And then her having some questions about her origin. Because the crush doesn't affect her the way that it it should.
1: Interesting. Does that mean she has a higher tolerance for it? I'm not sure exactly what it means yet.
0: Because I picked up the second trade. I haven't started reading it yet. I, I picked up a bunch of stuff. So again, my shout out is books with pictures. Like in essence and Motor Crush, out. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I just um, I just love books with pictures. Like last time I went in, uh, Katie who owns the shop, we chatted and she showed me her new favorite stuff, and I picked up a a floppy of a new one called Crowded, which is also so fun. Um, standard, more like our. Reality where it's very gig economy based, and the protagonist mm-hmm. like, gets up and does her ride shares and watches some of these kids and walks some dogs and uh, feeds pigeons with an old man in park and then picks someone up on a dating app. And then she finds out the next day that somebody has taken a hit out on her through a crowdfund site called Reaper. So she hires a bodyguard off a site called defender and the bodyguard has a 1.4 star rating and that's out of five presumably yeah and that's the setting and they address that the the bodyguard uh vita is says it's like every one of those assholes was alive to give me that crappy rating (laughs) that
1: um reminds me a little bit of have you watched black mirror no would you ever it
0: seems dark and scary it
1: there are episodes within black mirror that are quite charming like everyone should watch san Gina Pero if they want to like feel really good in a very queer way because it's very gay um so if that doesn't sell you on it i don't know one yeah way. i mean i'd
0: watch that one
1: um but there's one called nosedive where it's like a not too distant future and you rate like every social interaction you have. It's not just like your driver or whoever. It's like the person who served you coffee or someone that you work with or like your family members. Um, And it really explores kind of the consequences of where this like hyper rating of people, like we're so dependent on it right now in like a limited scope. What happens if that becomes like, like is it just
0: the (laughs) meow meow beans episode of community
1: (laughs) oh my god you know what it's not that different (laughs) meow meow beans is amazing (laughs) uh that was a very prescient episode it was it was like pretty ahead of its zeitgeist um Anyway, my, um, my pop culture recommendation is not Black Mirror or Community, which are both great. Um, I'm about ready to start my annual rewatch of Gilmore Girls, which I always start to watch again in the fall. So I realized that I had uh, one last task to complete, which was watching the revival, Gilmore Girls, A Year in the Life. So that's what I'm doing right now. It's going to be my third rewatch of it. I'm interested to see how many times I'm going to cry during it. Yeah, it's been twice already. You announced
0: this last week.
1: I was still watching the regular, like, finishing up season seven. I had a couple episodes held over. But I just started watching A Year in the Life, um, like, Mondays, so. Yeah, you were It's you different. Were drunk
0: and you said, i need to go watch girl more girls, and it's the only way to access my emotions.
1: Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I, there are people who know what I mean, know what I mean. So, they that it. was tautological. It, it doesn't make any sense to people who, like, there are people who've, like, tried watching Gilmore Girls and it's not for them. But if you are, like, 100% bought into the Gilmore Girls experience, you get why people cry when they watch Gilmore Girls.
0: I, Why did they make it so hard to say the name of the show? Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Gilmore Girls. Girls.
1: Practice your enunciation. Gilmore Girls.
0: (laughs) Gilmore Girls.
1: What would you have called it? Knowing, like, very little. The Fancy Bunch. That's, like, not even. No. Stop. The Fancy. Never mind. The Fancy Bunch. You're done. Shall we do our um, shout-outs and thank-yous and then wrap it up? Sure. Are we doing our shout-out chant? If we can do it in the right order. We always start with the same person. (laughs) So, ready? Uh Uh-huh. Taylor. (laughs) Emily. (laughs) Okay. Start over. Start over. Okay. Start over.
0: Emily. Taylor. Emily. Kate. Will.
1: Kate, Kristen, Kristen, Kristen Sam, Chelsea, Lisa, Sam, Chelsea, Lisa. There've got to be others. Jordan, Jordan. <laughs> um,
0: no, I think that's it.
1: I feel like there have got to be more. You know, no, the, you the know, episode... the reason
0: it seems like there's more is because we get confused when we're chanting and we say the same names two or three times.
1: <laughs> I have to say there are other people listening. We just don't know who they are and they're not interacting with us on the Twitter at Sex Time Pod or on Facebook, which is Sex Time Podcast. But the, Where's our Instagram? Gonna, we're, I, Emily needs to deal with that. Emily's like responsible. We were getting things. one last week. Yeah, well, She um, may be forgot because she had had a few IPAs. Happens to the best of us. Um. But not the most recent episode we put out, although that has a fair amount of listens. But the one before that has over 700 listens. Yeah, uh,
0: I don't believe it. It's like a Russian
1: it... bot scan.
0: No reason, it's been had a very long con. Um, I don't know
1: how it's happening, but people are listening.
0: Well, that's just bananas. I actually did listen to part of our podcast about a dozen times It is the seven-second part where you say, "Uh, "You know what? I kind of own this, so I do whatever the fuck I want." And Emily cuts you off and says, "It's my show. I get to do what I want." (laughs) You just
1: loved having another person there to cut me down.
0: It was it was just nice to have somebody else who could react uninhibitedly in the moment without thinking of like oh what are the fucking consequences
1: of this the consequences the consequences I've only laughed about it I've only laughed about it <laughs> I may have felt hurt privately but I've only laughed about it <laughs> okay we're getting close to an hour and Will's gonna yell at us
0: that's fine it shouldn't be more than an hour we should be paring it down to 45 minutes I feel very strongly about that
1: I tried. I tried to keep us pretty truncated with our discussion today, but...
0: Why do we just need some software? No. I like it
1: how it is. But I don't. Okay. Well, we've got two people who've offered to help pay, and they haven't given us any money. Well, they... we Somebody
0: also needs to actually do the editing.
1: Yep. Yeah. Well, another one of them said that they would. Yes, that's true. So get to
0: it. Yeah. Let's follow up. Um, Jordan,
1: remind me to follow up with you about this when you hear this podcast. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's enough from us. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Um, Despite all reasons you shouldn't. Um, We will talk to you next time. On on sex
0: time. On sex time. We'll get it right next time.
1: Nope.